Good morning again, church family. Also, friends and um, guests, I am not the regular preacher here, so don't judge us on my behalf. And the church family, don't you know? This is day two of our new year and everything. Don't set your year based on on my lesson, but I'm going to give a try because I don't know if y'all have y'all have felt it, but you know, I, I feel an energy growing in this this church family in the past you know few months and everything, and it's got a lot to you know it's got a lot of different variables that's doing that's doing that but i want to us to continue that what started last year and i want to continue to grow that to grow that energy and part of that you know one way that we can do it no matter what our age is no matter how young our children are to how old we are the one thing that we can do is prayer and so uh and that is something i wanted to to touch on just because i feel that that is something that that we can do to to, to continue to grow what is happening here in our church in our church family. I know some of the, the reasons why we're, you know, why the I feel that the energy is growing is because one, we've been cooped up with COVID for so long. You know, it's going stir crazy and everything. So it's just wonderful to to get together back. The social part of coming together and uh, you know, and studying God's word, you know, but, uh, but also it is, is that we have been talking with each other. We have been, been learning more about some people that we, old acquaintances that we weren't, you know, that we didn't spend a whole lot of time talking with, but we are, we're, we're talking, we're communicating, we're building relationships. That is the key to any relationship is communication. And I pray that we continue to use that form, that communication amongst each other with your, you know, with your closest friends and then with new, new guests, new friends or people that you typically haven't spoken with in the past. We need to take an extra effort uh, to do that. And so, you know, so that's the way I, you know, so I titled my, my lesson, Prayer. Can I get an amen? All right, we'll get better on that. But uh, also, I don't, I don't have slides on all the readings. I've got a few uh, verses that I'm going to touch on, so you need to get your Bible ready or your phone or however follow along, or you can listen to me um, jumble along. But if you would start turning to James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. In my Bible, this you know, is titled the, you know, the Power of Prayer, but I think it's a wonderful place to start. Starting in 13, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and wonderful results. Amen. And this verse covers us all. It, this, this applies to everyone here in this 
in, in the sound of my voice right now online here in, in, this, uh, in this building because we're all dealing with, you know, with some form of hardship, some more elevated, some, some not as much. But it's interesting that you notice that hardship is not just hardship, it's hardships, so plural. So we're, we're all dealing with multiple things, sometimes you know, simultaneously good and bad, but that's, that's life. But what we got to do is stay focused on that. And, you know, and these hardships can come in uh, you know, various forms. I mean, when you start talking about uh, forms of health, Brother Mike Loveless, Brother Rick Fowler, Brother Josh Magoo, Sister Heather Ahola, Brother Johnny Brown, Sister Tracy Tebow, Sister Denise Carter, just to name a few, the ones that I, that I know of. But also you've got, uh, you know, the other forms of this, um, this prayer that you can use is, is for family members who are dealing with deaths in the family. Sister Ann Thompson. Um, the Pittman family. That was, that's my uncle, my uncle Alan, who was a, we called him Pee Wee because he's a little guy but had a big old smile and all that. Been sick for about a year and all that, so it was expected and all that. And just a few days before Christmas, he passed. But, you know, it's one of those things we'll talk a little bit later about not knowing what to pray for and everything. But I just wanted to take a minute with that, that one instance. You know, he had 92 years old, lived a long life, wonderful man. But about a year ago, it started going downhill. And his daughter, had, his daughter and her husband moved in to take care of, of him. And then not much long after that, his wife, my Aunt Jean, came down with this... Um, Real, uh, they thought it was dementia, but it was a you know a rare, rare form of something and really debilitating. So she quickly accelerated, and both of them. Here's Laura, their youngest daughter, taking care of her, taking care of both of them, and they, they've got three other kids, and they're doing. It's a it's a beautiful, you know, it's a sad situation, but it's a beautiful thing seeing the family coming together like it should, and you know supporting each other and all that and then my other aunts coming over to help support Laura because it was just tough for her but the day that Alan Peewee died uh, he woke up at two in the morning and Laura had to sleep in the room because they both were in the room so she had to be in there but she got up and for four hours he sat there and talked with her and everything just a beautiful you know a beautiful time and then she after they were talking, she went to take a shower, and when he came back, he had passed. And so it was just a, you know, that was, that was an answer to prayers. You don't know what to say or anything, but that's a beautiful thing uh, to, to behold. That, that they got that, that she had been struggling so much taking care of her family, and then here had that time, and then he's gone. He's, in, he's with God. He's in a much better place. You know, and it's one of those deals where you, you almost see praying for Aunt Jean to pass because... She, she's just not, you know, it's just, it's terrible to see that going away. You know, she's losing, her, her body is stiffening up and all of that. But they did take her to, you know, a little interesting side story to that. They, they didn't know if they were going to take her to the uh, funeral because, you know, may get her up, too upset and all that. But she just sat there in her wheelchair and smiled 
and people would come up and talk to her and she would have her beautiful smile and you know you couldn't make out what she was talking about but she wanted to go look at peewee one last time and so she started rolling up there you know at the funerals how they they put the pictures of the couple or or the person they we had a picture of both of them gene and alan and when um my cousin, the oldest son, when he walked up, when they were pushing up to us, she said, oh, she says, I've known them for the, the longest time. And it was a picture of her and her husband, just to show you the, the condition. But it was just, and, and Greg just, you know, kind of busted out laughing. And my mother walked up to him and asked, you know, I said, what was, what was that about? And, and it's just a, you know, a comical thing in a sad situation. But again, it's just the beauty of, of family and love and memories and all of that. But, you know, and then, you know, so that was an expected passing. Then you have those that deal with unexpected passings. And there, you know, I also had my future son-in-law, his grandmother passed away unexpectedly. You know, it was probably within two days of when Alan passed. And, you know, and they were... Uh, you know, that was good for her because she passed in her sleep and everything. But, you know, still, that was, don't want to get down and dump it. That was just, again, it was a, she, she, I think there were some indications that she knew, but they, everybody else didn't know. But again, it's just, uh, prayer is a, is a powerful, is a powerful thing that we can share with others. You know, and then some of the hardships may be on the lighter, you know, not lighter side, but on the as difficult side, relationships. You know, it could be relationships with, in family, you know, either between a spouse, you know, your kids or the in-laws. I mean, I realize that we're coming out of the holiday season here and some of y'all had to deal with your in-laws for maybe the one only time this year and all that. So y'all might need to do a little, we need to do a little praying for you and everything. But, but still, um, you know, there, there are other uh, instances work you may have you may be dealing with difficulties there and uh, you know and then some of you may be dealing with uh, you know hardships with God maybe your maybe your relationship isn't where it needs to be you know with God but but um, we have that avenue you know Christ has made it available so that that we can we can talk directly to God that is something in the past we haven't been able to but Joe, just in case, you know, if none of you have any hardships in your life and y'all all, you know, all those roses for y'all, you're covered in this, this one as well. It says you can use to sing and praise. <laughs> so so we, we're all covered in that. But one of the things that when you, you know, with these hardships, when we come together for prayer, you know, it's, it's something that stated that, you know, the, the prayer offered in faith is not talking about the sick person, but it's the faith of the, the, pray, pray, the prayer who's, who's doing it. You know, God, because God heals, faith doesn't heal. God is the one who's healing. He's the one that is listening. And all of our prayers are subject to God's will. But the prayer is part of, you know, God's healing process. I know, you know, a lot of times you hear, you know, prayer warriors. we got some great prayer warriors in this church family. And I know all of y'all probably have other church family members or other family members that call you or you reach out to when something's issue, you know, something's 
is going on that you need extra prayers. And uh, that, is a, that is a wonderful thing to do. I would like it for, for us to build more relationships amongst our family here so that we're reaching out so that we don't have to go out, so that we, instead of always having to go outside the family, you'll still go outside the family, but we'll be able to start relying more on each other because we're getting to know what, you know, I, we get, we're building the relationship with other members. And, um, you know, it was, it was many years ago before I got it on what you know how how to pray i think that was something i you know i i, I struggle with i don't know i can't put a, a a date or a time on when that happened but you know it um but it was later in my christian walk that i think that i finally that my prayer life changed and it you know and it changed from going from a uh from a regimented kind of formal you know, strict process of addressing, you know, addressing God. And then it, you know, once I got it, you know, the light bulb went off, it changed to I was having a conversation with my Heavenly Father. And that's the way it ought to be. And that's something I want to, you know, and encourage us to do. Because sometimes, like I said earlier, we don't know, you know, we may not know what to say about a situation or a situation win or a, or some, a situation that someone else is in and ask, has asked you to pray for. But fortunately, uh, if you flip over to uh, Romans 8, verses 26 and 27, it reads, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants uh, us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit, Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And, and, and we as believers in Christ... We don't have to, thank goodness, we don't have to rely on our own resources to cope with, with problems. You know, even if we don't know what the right thing to say, you know, it's kind of like, let's open up the line, pick up the phone, you know, dial God, you know, 1-800-GOD, and just sit there. Talk to him, don't talk to him, but at least be focused on looking for, you know, you say, Holy Spirit, Step in, you know, step in here. I need help. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, what to do. And the only way that we can do that is continuing opening up to conversation with God or prayer with God. And, and, um, and you know, we bring our request to God and trust in them that he's always going to do what's best for us. We may not get it. And we'll talk a little bit to that in the in the later on. But you know, once I once I changed my my prayer life to a conversation, I ended up finding myself you know having more conversations with God. You know, just in the middle you know in the middle of the day. I mean, even down to you know at, at work. 
got some people that, you know, that I don't really get along with all that well. Or, you know, there's, there's certain things, and, I, and before I go into a meeting with them or go into a conversation with them, I have to open up a prayer and say, you know, you know, Lord, you know what my, you know my feelings here. Help me put words in my mouth. Help me say and do, um, do the right thing, and also help hide my poor poker face. You know, because my wife could tell you, you know, she's like, you don't have a good poker face at all. You know, if I, I wear my feelings on my face and everything, and and and, and I. And so that is something I'm very conscious about when I'm, I'm getting there. But, you know, I just encourage everyone here to increase your prayer time this year. Something easy to do. You don't have to be, I mean, you can take a knee like Tim Tebow if you want to. Lay flat on the, face, you know, flat on the ground. But it's just a walking around, eyes wide open, and, uh, and have that conversation with our with our Heavenly Father. And, you know, some of us, you know, some people may not, you know, may not still feel comfortable about what, you know, they may feel badly, I don't know how to pray and all that, but pray and all that. But, you know, you go look over and, and Luke, you know, Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. I mean, this is where, you know, Jesus is, teaches the disciples, you know, about prayer. I mean, here's, here's Jesus, the Son of God. And it reads, uh, verses 1 and 2, once Jesus, was a certain, once Jesus was in a certain place praying, something that he did quite often. And, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. And then the next thing is what the Lord, the, you know, it's called the, the Lord's Prayer. And you all know it, so you can say it with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, it's, it's neat. Here's, here's the Son of God given an example of here's how you pray. Look at, look at how the prayer is set up. First, he praised God. Then he made his request so what what by praising god first that sets us into a that gets us in, into a mindset to to open up about you know what what our needs are and you know too often i fall into this a lot and i and i try to catch myself but too often our prayers are more like shopping lists than a conversation you know and that's something that 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 um, when I catch myself doing that at times, I'll even stop mid-prayer. I'm like, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry, God, you know, and, and try to, to read, you know, redirect. I jump right into the, the, the meat of the things. But first of all, we got to let's get the setting right and, and talk with him. And then, you know, sometimes I try to break it up and, and just 
have nothing but a praise prayer, you know, and I kind of do those throughout the day, just being thankful for the, the simple things. Sometimes I see a, you know, a beautiful sunset or, or something, just anything that tripped me, and I just say, thank you, dear Lord, for that. And, 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 it's, and it's, it's wonderful. It is, it is it's uplifting, at least it is to me, and I, I pray it is to you. You know, and then later on in that, in that verse, in those verses, uh, Jesus, you know, gives an example about being persistent. And, you know, and then later on, it, uh, as it closes in 11 and 13, you know, he's talking about, you know, God's faithful. So, what, you know, it's not just a one and done thing. We have just got to, to continuously be in praying for, for the needs, for our needs and for the needs of others, the needs of our, our church family. And then, you know, another example I think is, is an, kind of an example of, uh, you know, a, an, a prayer. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a prayer in person is Abraham's conversation in, in uh, Genesis 18 verses uh, 16 to 33. I'm not going to read all of that, but this is one of those, one of those times when, you know, the Lord appeared appeared to Abraham, you know, he was sitting in the tent, and, um, and in the shade of, you know, in the hot part of the day and all that, and then he notices three, you know, the three strangers nearby, and so he runs out there and, you know, and, and uh, you know, shows them hospitality and everything, you know, and back then that was the, kind of the, in his time, showing has, hospitality was how, you, you know, what you're reputation was built on but it also kind of you know ties back to us nowadays you know in hebrews 3 where it references about you know showing happy uh, hospitality to strangers because you never know you might be entertaining angels so you know that's a that's a wonderful thought then and of itself but you know it goes on and um you know he runs back in to sarah and tells her to you know whip up a you know a meal for the the strangers and it made me think about you know new year and all that it just seems like every year it goes by faster and faster and i was wondering how how back in abraham's time how they felt about if time was as fast because you know here's you know go whip up a you know well let's whip up a dinner you know and it's not a she didn't have any microwaves or refrigerator or run down to panera and get a you know a, a, a catering tray it's like all right let's get out the the dough and knead it and bake some bread and then those go let's go have uh, prepare a calf and then just cook it you know and so that's that takes time so you, you it uh it's, it's interesting to think how if if they felt that it, it was moving along as quickly as possible but anyhow all of that to say that's not what my point was my point was that this the the latter part of this you know right after god the lord is there with and and you know and promises the that Sarah is going to have you know have a child and she's just inside the tent and kind of chuckles and um, but uh, you know then it comes to the point that I wanted to make about the 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 part of it's like a this conversation is having is like a prayer but it was in person we can talk to directly to God but you know and and this thing this is where God reveals to Abraham that what his plans are for Sodom. And, uh, you know, and then this is where 
Abraham try, you know, kind of intercedes for Sodom and says, well, what about, you know, what if there's 50 righteous? And God says, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I won't destroy it. But then he goes, 45, you know, and then he, you know, and the God keeps him coming back and he goes, 40, 30, 20, 10. And finally, you know, you know, uh, Abraham stops right there. And uh, that, you know, and then ultimately the other, the other two men go on down there, but, you know, the Lord stays with him, stays with Abraham. But, uh, you know, in my, the study portion of my Bible um, that I'm reading, that I've read from, you know, it referenced the fact that Abraham didn't change God's mind. But the interesting thing about it, you know, it's kind of like Abraham was prodding, you know, or, or, or prodding God's mind just to see maybe, you know, maybe the fact that he, he knew that God was, you know, had to punish evil and that he was a, a good. But, you know, Abraham, you know, the one thing you can think about is Abraham may have been curious about or wondering about God's mercy, just how merciful is it, is him. And, and as he continued to go down and dwelling down, well, realizing, well, there may not be ten. He could probably have gone down to one and God would have said, may, may have said this, but he knew it, it, there was a time to cut it off. But, it, you know, at some point in time, Abraham realized that God's mercy. So that, that prayer, that conversation that he was having may have changed Abraham's mind about you know the Lord, and it was just another way of proving what the Lord's Lord's uh, uh, mind was about. And my the the final scripture I have, the scripture reading I have here is from Jude one verses seventeen through twenty one. This is where Jude is, uh, is making a call to, for us to remain faithful. He's, and it reads, But you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating division among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up with your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. There again, just pointing out that the, the Holy Spirit will help you with your conversation with God. And in closing, I just pray that we are all better. We, me, that we are all better this year than last in living a Christ-like life and being about our Heavenly Father's business. And one way we can start this new year and participate in this communication with our Heavenly Father is the our, our gang uh, prayer walk that's going to occur right after this service. Um, you know, you, you may have saw it in the, uh, the flyer. I liked what it said. It said, January 2nd, let's begin 2022 with a powerful prayer walk immediately after worship in the church building. 
Pray alone. Pray with a partner. Pray aloud. Pray silently. Walk or pray sitting. We will pray for everyone who enters our building and that we may know Jesus and grow in Him. It's, 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 it's a time to, yes, pray on, pray on the, this building, the seats, the, however you want to do it, but pray. Open up, that, open up that communication. Have an open line to God always, and you will be uh, better, uh, better for doing that. As we come to the close, we always want to offer this time as an you know, invitation. You know, if you have something going on in your life, some of these hardships that that you need to talk about. You don't have to come up front. You can just find, you know, find one of the elders, find one of your friends, someone you're comfortable with, but talk with them. You don't have to carry it alone. That's the one, that's the great thing about it is we can we can talk to others and help carry the burden, and it, it, it does lighten the load. You know, pray, get them to pray with you or have them just say, hey, I need some extra prayers this week. The more people you can tell about that, we can help, you can help bring some, make some people into prayer warriors, and you can make our prayer warriors even stronger. Or if, or if you're at this point in your life where that, um, you know, you want to become, uh, you know, a Christ follower and haven't been baptized we offer that we have a baptismal that is that is ready uh, ready to be used so I just I pray that that um, we have a prayerful new year and uh, and come forward if if you would if you feel called by the invitation thank you